You're listening to KBFT's Anishinaabe Language and Culture Show with Karen Drift. Visit www.kbft.org for more episodes or search for us on your favorite podcast network. This is uh, KBFT 89.9 FM, uh, broadcasting at you from Net Lake, Minnesota. Yeah, got to be with you this morning, uh, Ninji Kendon. Um, trying to remember how to say to be here. Oma, okay, yep. All right, I think I got you up down here. I know we got a different setup, so bear with us here. We're trying to uh, clean up our area, our desk. If you go online to Facebook right now, we're live. You can see an improvement, so um, check us out. Yeah, we are on the air, and uh, let's see. I've got a word list that we're, we've got here, so we'll go through that later. Otherwise, uh, I've got Auntie Karen here. And uh, we are going to share with you, or she's going to share with you, some history and some language. Yeah, Anishinaabe Moen, and that is the original language of uh, this area. Of course, uh, I hope you all know that uh, um, Net Lake is and uh, Boys Fort as a uh, is a Indian reservation, and of course, uh, the original inhabitants of this area were. Um, the Anishinaabe people. And so that's one of the things that we're trying to do here is we're trying to um, encourage our listeners to uh, get back to um, um, using our language because it was uh, discouraged through all these years going all the way back to uh, first contact. Yeah. And uh, if you can imagine that, like a whole bunch of people, everybody just kind of losing their language and um, it's it's almost complete here, and that's why Auntie Karen approached us about doing this show, and uh, so it's very important to her, and uh, we want your attention. She brought in a word list today. She's going to go over that. She usually has uh, topics that she wants to cover, and it all relates to uh, history and culture, and um, I think she's going to talk a little bit about spring today. And uh, as you know, it is the Nij Dijigut Zigwan. Yeah. Okay. Second day of spring. And uh, so we are going to do our introductions, and that's how we start our show off. And Mishkobanes and Dijinakaz, they call me Redbird. The spirits call me Redbird. Migazin and Dundame. Uh, Eagle is my clan. Onanami is a guy gun in Dunjaba. And telling you that I am from Lake Vermilion or where I am from is Lake Vermilion. Onanami is a guy gun. And you can also say that Onanami is a also, too. Um, and then Na Namidana Na Nun. Nindaso Bibunigis. And uh, basically telling you that I'm 55 years old, um, or 55 winters old. That's the baboon part. Baboon-nigis. Um, 
The non-amidana is the 50, and the non-nun is the extra five. And so I'm 55 years old. Bungi et the go nita anishinabe moen. Just kind of telling you that I know a little bit. I don't know everything, but I know just a little bit of anishinabe moen. Miu niguich bizindawi egg nizigos kinitam. Uju kinago omaga nuki awadoma. Hello, everybody that works here. I'm glad you are listening. I said, my name is Grandma. I'm I'm Caribou Clan. I lived in that lake all my life. I uh, I'm 77 years old, and I said, I'm glad you are listening, lear- learning. You will learn if you listen. every day if you. Well, you can't listen to me every day, but on Tuesday and Thursday, and and um, so you know you got to hear it every day in order to learn. Or sometimes there's one word that will that will stick out to you and stay in your head, and you will never forget that word. But we have a lot to talk about today. Uh, we were coming. I rode with my grand, my my daughter, to Or, and we're coming, and we seen a little bitty. That was last week, even before spring, before Zigun. We seen a little bitty shigog. Uh, looks like it was just, boy, it was a baby. And oh, he looked just cute. Going, he was going into the woods. So I said, "Hey, look, sign of spring." And uh, I haven't. I don't know if anybody's seen a crow yet or a robin on dig. Anybody see an on dig or? Oh or yeah, Gigi? yeah, I did. Um, I think I saw at least about six of them. I know there was a. Uh, one here, two over there, and then uh, three flying by just by the res line. Mm-hmm. So I, I saw them. Uh, no eagles. Usually I see a bunch I of see eagles. One oh yeah. Flew right over the car. Mmm. Nice. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful when they do that. You know, especially when they're flying low. What about uh, Zizabakud? Oh. Anishinaabe Zizabakud. Indian sugar. Oh. <laughs> uh, I haven't I haven't heard of anybody uh, going after anything yet. Um, maybe there is. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's all. By the time I realize people are out there looking for uh, maple sugar, that's what you're talking about, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. As soon as uh, 
people are already boiling it for two weeks by the time I noticed. But. Yeah. Yeah, I was, I was just thinking about that, about uh, every time I go by a uh, seven-mile corner wherever, uh, up toward that road to the police department, I think of where we used to go do our sugar right back straight yep. into the woods there were. I it's so brushy. I don't know if anybody could get back there to go check them. Well, I see just uh, maybe about an eighth of a mile, even maybe a sixteenth of a mile, or probably I don't know what that would be. Maybe two or three hundred feet um, up towards uh, more towards Orr. There's a access road right there, and it looks like somebody is uh, actively goes back there. Oh. I remember it used to be kind of overgrown, maybe about five years ago. But I see somebody uh, goes back there kind of regular. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're saying that's the area where they used to... Where you, um, by, the, uh, on, by the police department coming down. Oh, seven-mile corner, right? Yeah. Okay, yep, right, right across yeah. the road from there. Mm-hmm. So um, that's a traditional... Um, first camp. First camp. Oh, okay. Yeah, I wish... It used to be so peaceful down there and in such a, uh, it was built in such a way where all the, they made it into like a little, like a, uh, like a little camp, you mm-hmm. know, where there would be like somebody's yard or something. Yeah. They would, they would cut some trees down that were in way and they'd, uh, had uh, wooden benches back there where people could sit there made out of uh, logs and uh, they'd have uh, like great big uh, trees that were cut into like chairs they were just round where people could sit they didn't have no like picnic uh, like chairs that you know they had everything so kind of like a uh, rice camp too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They had fire. They had a big stack of uh, firewood ready down there, and mm-hmm. I just like the way it smelled down there. And that's how you say Anishinaabe Zizabakud. Zizabakud. Indian sugar. I always say, I must be saying that wrong. I say Zinzi, Zinzi, but I can't remember how I say it, but I always say that wrong. And you said it's what? Zizabakud. Zizabakud, okay. Some were saying Zinzi, but. Yeah, that's yeah. That, me, okay. Zizabakud. Mm-hmm. Zizabakud. Yeah, if you keep saying it, you will, you'll get it. Mm-hmm. But I... And that's what I was thinking, you know. I have a lot of time to, when I'm at home alone, I I had visitors yesterday. They come gave me some salmon. And that was good. I had two, da- two young girls and a mother come visit me and gave me tobacco. And they wanted to, something was going on in their life. And. I just we just talked for about an hour and that was good talk. I felt good after they left. 
I think they felt good too. So that's the way it's supposed to be. You're, when they leave there, you're supposed to have a good feeling after the talk. But, um, yeah, I just like to talk to people and, and sit and tell, you know, they were talking and I would talk. The girls, the girls would talk and, you know, no, no shyness. You just let, let everything out and, you know. But, uh, that's what I told them. I keep, I keep it here and then you keep it there, I said. And, but, yeah, and another thing I was going to talk about tonight. Oh, I gotta put on my skeezy cushion here. I can't see nothing without Skeezy cushion. Is your eyes glasses? Glasses. Skizik is your eye. Skizik, and then gusan is your glasses. I have a, I have a, a, a kidasa sema. That's put tobacco out. And I put uh nah, this is kinda little a little prayer that you can learn. There'll be copies around if you wanna come and pick one up up here, it'll be copies here in the front uh office just on the on the table. Nah, money dug. The gub isn't out shiag. Nigimi nigu say ma Nigagagi get a genes. Gonna win him away, Anishinaabeg. And that's all it, it, the English part is look spirits. Na is look. Na, manadug, spirits. Daga, listen. Daga. Please listen. Bizendaushiag. See, you could see Bizendan in there. Or Bizenda. And, um, Nagimi Negu. I'm giving you. Nagimi Negu. Sama. I'm giving you tobacco. I'm, see, there's ne. I'm, I, gagi get a genes. I talk for a while. Nigagi get a genes. And then, it's on the, on the end, it says, Ganawenema. That means take care of. Ganawenema. Take care of Anishinaabeg people or Indian people or, you know, just go, gonna win them off. But there's a lot of words that can go with this, like, nah. I used to hear a lot of that, nah, in the, in the, the mothers 
when they had little babies. I used to, like, if their baby was making a noise, being just noisy, they tell that baby, nah, you know, mm-hmm. nah. And then that baby would quit being noisy and he'd look, be quiet. And, uh, I say that, umbigazi? Yeah, umbigazi, away, binuji, yes. It's being loud. Mm-hmm. Nah. And then money do is spirits or money do, money doog, money do is one spirit, money doog is more than one spirit, is spirits. And if you're gonna say na money do, look spirit, you're talking to one. And daga, please, you can use daga any way you want. The go east and then, please eat. The go in Nabinama, please look here. The go in Matabin, please sit down. You know, the go in Nibon, please sleep. You know, the go is, you can use the go with anything you're asking, like questions, like. Daga. See, you use one, George. Use a daga or something. Hmm. You just said the ones. Daga namatabin. Daga bisnda. Let me see. Um. I can't remember, like, uh, if you could say, please, um, well, I don't, know, I don't think you would say, give me some tea, but. Yeah, you could say, diga mejni bish. Mejni bish. Please give me some. Okay. Or you could say, when you please go, diga majan. Diga majan. So, mej, you could, be, you could use that? Like, yeah. Give me? Yeah. Okay, Mij. Remember that, folks. Mij, M-E-E, M-E-E-Z-H-E, or Mij. Mm-hmm. Or you could say, Dagamishin, Junior, please give me money. Dagamishin, mm. you know. Or, uh, or they ask you, Gidana, Junior, do you have money? Gidana, Junior. And then, Bizinda we egg, that's everybody listen. And just Bizinda, nah, Bizinda. Mm-hmm. You know, like you mm-hmm. tell your little kid, nah, Bizinda. Nigimi, Nigu, I'm gonna give, you know, I'm giving you. Nay, I give, i giving you. I'm giving you. Nigimi, Nigu. Kidami nigu away, nukumis. Give this to your grandma. Or, the nukumis o gimi nigu away. My grandma gave me this. Nukumis o gimi nigu away. Sama, you know, that's tobacco. Some say a sama, some say just say sama. 
like you're going to talk. Nigogigit. I talk. Nigogigit. Or you could say gigidun. Another word for talk. Gigidun? Gigidun. Would that be like they're going to talk? Yeah. Okay. Away, away, uh. Anishinaabe gigidug. They're talking. Gigidug. And it's like only me, Nigagi, good, I'm gonna talk. A genes, a little while, a genes. And like, uh, there's like a genes. Uh, you can use that word like in a, a genes, nigi, nigi, maja, I'm gonna go for a little while. A genes, nigi, maja. Just going for a little while. A genes nagi maja. The more just how there's once you start putting words together, you can uh, you can put anything together. I was dreaming. That means bawajige, you know, that means a dream. I was dreaming ahead of time. I dream ahead. I was dreaming last night about blueberries. We were out picking blueberries way out in the woods somewhere. Hmm. I don't know where it was. It might be on 65. But there was a bunch of us there picking, and we kind of had like a, a wooden table there. And we had a bunch of glasses, clear glasses of clear ice water, hmm. big bunch of ice in there. Hmm. And then this guy came out of the woods and he said, the berries are burning. And, and I was thinking, I wonder if I should go out there and look for myself, see if they're burning. Mm-hmm. wonder if I can pick some. And he, this guy was riding on a, he kind of was, he had like a little, Something with long poles, and he was holding that like a wagon in the back, and that he was—I don't know who that it was—a Wemtiguji Nini that was driving that. Mm-hmm. And he was the one that come and told us that the uh, blueberries were burning. Mm-hmm. And we were out down there trying to cool off with ice water. And so I was just telling. My daughter this morning, I said, you know what? I said, I, I bet what I was dreaming, I said that we're going to have a hot summer. Maybe, maybe, maybe the blueberries will, it'll be so hot that they'll, they'll burn. Mm-hmm. I said, we just got to wait and see. But uh, that's what I bought again. Then I, I don't forget them dreams. If it was something else, I, I, I wouldn't remember. Yeah. But I think that's what they will keep. Manidugo gi bijayakumagi windamo, nigi windamoa away, me and none. 
Well, it's all possible. I know, um, you know, there's been like really extreme weather. Mm -hmm. And uh, I always think to myself that we kind of live in a, you know, good area where we're not affected by, you know, things like um, tornadoes or mm-hmm. hurricanes or, you know, some really extreme, <laughs> extreme, extreme weather. But uh, that's one of the things I'd notice here is, is the difference in, um, you know, temperature. I know it is a lot hotter. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think uh, there have been years where... You know, berries have been scarce, mm-hmm. and so I think that's uh, a good possibility for this summer. Yeah, I know. One year the berries burnt; it was too hot. Yeah, we went out there, and it. I think last year wasn't too bad. Mm-hmm. One year, oh, there was so much. And that even goes uh, the same for our lake mm-hmm. and the wild rice. It's been hard for it to uh, to provide a a good crop. You know, there's so many things that have been I don't know that affect the lake. Mm-hmm. Water levels, yeah, temperature, like the flow. June, yeah, in June they're going to have to start watching where's the DNRs out there. Mm-hmm. Go check and then see how their the rice is laying. Yeah. You know, when. Well, I know that was a big thing. I know. What do they do? They go down and they dig up the muck mm-hmm. that's down there. I know we, locally, we call it something else. But yeah, it was. Uh, I suppose there's a lot of. I don't know what do you want to call it. Seedlings that are. were part of that. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if they removed. Not enough, or they moved too much. Removed. Oh, yeah. yeah. So. I know the. So it's kind of hard to say. I mean, when you start messing with Mother Nature, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it gets uh, quite a bit tricky. I know some of the things, you know, like the the way the river used to come in to the lake with all the little bends and uh, yeah, kind of like a looking like a spaghetti mm-hmm. coming in. I know that that served to kind of I don't know if it filtered the water. I'm sure it did, but uh, it slowed it down. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm not sure if that meant that the waters were cooler or the waters were warmer, but it does definitely affect um, lake conditions, and that spreads. I mean, that's like the whole lake, so it's not just the, at the inlet. Yeah, and I think a lot of it too. They it helped by cleaning out. The, yeah. The rivers are log jams and yep. you know, where it could flow all in and out, you know. Right. I'm sure back in the day, like uh, beforehand, they probably took care of it as best they could. And yeah. I'm sure they they had uh, they had direction from, like you say, the 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 dreams. Mm-hmm. I would say that that's how they they were able to learn a lot of this stuff was just through um, 
they're their dreams. Yeah. And, um, you know, like knowing enough to, um, you know, like they used to tie it up in bundles and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they don't do that no more. Mm-hmm. Or even uh, going out there, my dad used to say they go out there and dig up them lily pads. Mm-hmm. And just pick them right off the lake. Yeah. And, um, like you were telling us, uh, the men would go up the rivers and mm-hmm. clear all the uh, debris, you yeah. know, the fallen trees. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure there's a lot of things that they they knew yeah. and they were given uh, direction through their dreams mm-hmm. on how to take care of everything. Yeah. And I, I don't know if that's that sounds too, uh, <laughs> too cliche, I guess, you know, in a... Um, I don't know. I think we get a bad a bad rap as Native people. You know, we always talking about nature and about the resources and especially yeah. about water. Mm-hmm. You know, it's amazing how how much we uh, we care. Yeah. And water is central to it. You know, I mean, number one, what do we say? Water is life. You know, mm-hmm. and yeah. um, so. It's really something, really a thing that Native people see that balance mm-hmm. and the need yeah. to uh, to be a partner or to be a, uh, I guess the word would be steward, to take care of um, the land mm-hmm. and the water and the air, mm-hmm. you know, so... I think we're uh, we're still following along in that tradition. That's why I just kind of joke that um, maybe it's. I think today <clears throat> we get criticized like we're tree huggers or, you know, that we're old fashioned. You know, like we we don't want to make money. You know, or we're not using the land for profit. You know, like we're sitting on all these resources and (laughs) just like when all the trees were taken off by all these uh, logging companies, timber companies, you know. Yeah, and the Indians were getting a lot of money back then. Yeah. Well, they paid paid good, I'm sure, Mm -hmm. you know. So, and that's their their, uh, justification is like, hey, you you got paid, Mm -hmm. you know, and... uh, well, now what are we sitting with? We're sitting with maybe third or fourth, maybe. I don't know for sure. I'm just talking here. But it's not the original forest that used to be here. Yeah. You know? It was lot. There was a lot of, it was good way back then. Yep. A lot of ducks, a lot of everything. Oh, yeah. A lot of rice, you know, a lot of, uh, I'm going to talk about the sugar. Anish and Sakti Baik Nek. That means what time is Anish and Sakti Baik Nek? 10.41, 10.42 actually. Okay. I was going to talk a little bit about the sugar bush camp or the, just uh, it's uh, the sugar bush is a grove of maple trees where the Anishinaabe uh, draw maple sap. The return of the crow means the move. It's time to move to the sugar bush. 
this is um, this is coming together for the Anishinaabe people now. In the past, after leaving their isolated winter camps, which are still enough snow on the ground, people gather in large groups at the sugar bush. Everyone had a specific job there. Everybody had a job. The kids' jobs were to go and pile wood. That's what they would do. And they would just pick up around. The young men would split wood to keep the fires going day and night. The people fished to help feed them, those in the camp, while others dumped buckets of collected sap into a large boiling pot kettle. The elders made sure all things were done correctly and helped to supervise the children. Sama was always put down before tapping the maple trees. The Anishinaabe came together for feasting after the sap and sugar were offered to the spirit world. Just like the sugar, they, co- they couldn't eat it until, until it was, they had a ceremony. Then there's the words that, uh, there, that are sugar, uh, words. Eshkigamizige. That means they're boiling sap. Eshkigamizige. And the, they call the sugar camp Ishkigamizigan. Ishkigamizigan. And the sugar Zizabakud. Zizabakud. The maple sugar is Anishinaabe Zizabakud. Anishinaabe Zizabakwad. And maple sap, Zizabakwadabu. That's the, just the running, coming out of the tree. Zizabakwadabu. Dabu. But, like, there's the uh, younger, like, the girls say they were maybe 14, 15. They would go and they would uh, get the dumped uh, pails and whatever they had. They would dump them in good dump them into that big uh, boiling pot that they they used. And they used to, all the old ladies would, uh, would be crushing the sugar when after it got hard, they'd be, they'd have some, uh, they were made out of, uh, 
like, uh, how would I say they were made? Like a, something like a edge of, like a hammer or something. And, uh, it had a handle and they would, they would uh, smash that sugar. And uh, they would smash the sugar and then they would make it in little cakes like heart cakes, circle. They'd make a whole, they'd have a whole big bunch of, and then they would all divide it up when they were done. You know, they'd all, there was a lot they'd, I remember my Auntie Alice, Alice Kizik, they called her Forty Queen, and uh, she was in charge of the, like, little hearts and circles and just the candies. She was, her and another lady were, like, in charge of the, the making of uh, candy in, um, uh, I know she always had some. They lived right across from the, this school here, the Net Lake School, under, almost under that big tree out there in front. They had a little red shack. And I'd sneak up there all the time. And my cousin, she was their only child. And she would, they would give me a maple sugar candy. And... I was the boy. My uncle lived there. My uncle Skippy, you know. And, but yeah, we had a lot of nice time out there as a kid, watching. Jig used to be out there helping. He'd be chopping wood and then piling, piling the wood. There'd be. A lot of he'd have his friends come out there, yum, and he had a lot of friends, Hank, Gonier, oh, they would come out there and help. Just, you know, the whole, the whole res would, other places, I suppose they had other, other sugar camps where they would, they had their own camps, you know, but that was mainly where our camp used to be. That's what we got to get on here. Ain't gone here. Yeah, they said he had a stroke. Huh? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't know how he is. I'll have to ask Mary Bell. Yeah, that's why I got to get over there and interview him. I know we wanted some information. Mm-hmm. We'll see. So, yeah, yeah, I hope he's doing good. Yeah, then Moots, too. He's in a nursing home in Virginia. Mm. And he, he used to be hanging around with Jig all the time. And oh, yeah? All of them, yeah. Yeah, well, we're, who we're talking about, folks, is uh, our elders who are um, up there in age and uh, health, running into some health issues, too. So that's why... Uh, Auntie's so worried about uh, losing our our language and some of the things that we we uh, used to do, used to practice, you know, and the way our, our families used to be, you know, all together out there, um, gathering, 
hunting. Like I can remember all my uncles going out to do a, a drive for deer. You know, I got a good story about Squeak and how he was, uh, we were trying to drive, or they were bringing the deer to us. And uh, one of them deer went, turned, uh, well, actually, he just stopped. He froze. And uh, there wasn't a, uh, we, we saw it, but we didn't want to shoot because the deer was be- between us, uh, us and him. And uh, we were trying to um, show him where that deer was because we, we couldn't shoot. Uh, but he had a shotgun. And uh, so he, he probably could have... Uh, shot at it versus us having a rifle and because um, he was coming right towards it and we we're trying to yell at him right there it's right in front of you and uh well his hearing was probably bad then too huh yeah yeah so he's had hearing trouble but yeah he was uh and then we we're waving our arms trying to <laughs> trying to point to where that deer was because we could see it from you know i don't know how far away we were Quite a ways anyway, maybe about uh, 300 yards or so. And uh, so it either had one way or the other to go to come at us, and uh, we were ready for it. And uh, me and uh, I think my aunt was there at the time, and she was uh, right next to me uh, waiting for that deer to come through or them deer to come through. And the only one we saw was uh, that one that Squeak was chasing out. So we went ahead and... um, try to get him to uh, see that deer. Well, anyway, that, that deer finally moved, and uh, then he saw it. It took him a, a couple seconds, but he saw that deer, and it, what it did, it kind of went in front of him, and then it went around him. And I think at a distance, maybe about eh, maybe about 100 feet. It was pretty close, maybe even closer than that. Anyway, he was just coming out of a clearing or coming out of the uh, woods into a clearing, and that deer was jumping, and it always amazed me how they move, and uh, you know how far, how much uh, area they can cover in one jump. Well, anyway, that that deer was start jumping through that that cutting, what was left there, and um, he saw it, and he had that. Uh, I think he had a double barrel or something like that. Anyway, he put that old gun up on his on his uh, ready to shoot. And he was following that deer as it was going along the tree line. He was, <laughs> his old gun was going up and down trying to shoot that deer. Anyway, he saw him shoot, boom, like that there. And then all of a sudden you see all that them, uh, snow coming off of that tree, you know, because <laughs> uh, we're like, did he get him? Did he get him? And uh, I, he missed him. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, just kind of like you're talking about family Mm -hmm. getting out there, and it was all my uncles and aunts and the ones that wanted to come out and help, you know. And then my me, I can't remember if Mark and uh, Pete were out there, but I remember we we would always go out there and hunt together. Kathy and Squeak used to always go hunting. They have a lot of crazy laughing stories when they went hunting. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. her niece Kathy, Kathy Strong, but that hers, I bet she could tell a bunch of crazy stories about her and Squeak out hunting. <laughs> he used to take me and Marco too, and so we would always 
you know, all duck season we would go out there and we try to get out there at least once a week, um, starting in September. And, um, that's always good memories, you know, when we get out there. Mark, me and Mark can tell a whole bunch of crazy stories about that. But yeah, it's, uh, it was pretty amazing growing up here and just all the, uh, I guess you'd call it abundance, you know, and, uh, I can remember, uh, during racing season, kind of like my first season where I was really, kind of like really serious about it. I remember going out there and being with my mom and my dad in their canoe and, um, just because they, I suppose they wanted me to, to see how that all went. And, uh, I remember, uh, well, we, um, we got out there and I'm trying to even remember who, who I went out there with first. I think it was with my dad, I believe, but me and Carlene used to go out mm-hmm. racing, um, a couple of years. Oh, Cynthia. Cynthia mm-hmm. was a good one too. That she would go out there. I remember I almost tipped her over one time. And, um, but yeah, we made it and it was like a windy, cloudy day. I don't think we got rained on, but it was, uh, quite the challenge to be out there and those kind of things, you know, you, you never forget, especially with, uh, family members being, uh, being around you at the time. So good stuff. Now they don't, I don't hear of any kids haunting. Mm. I don't know if any, I know none of my grandkids haunt. Yeah. It may be, no, I, I really like, uh, Perry or yeah. Parker or Anthony or Ty, they, I don't think they ever mm. went hunting ducks or deer or, you know, fit. I know they, most, a lot of them went go fishing. Yeah. Way, way big, they go fish. But, you know, even nobody goes trapping or snaring rabbits or, you know, it's just, uh, yeah, I hope we don't uh, don't lose any any of those. Uh, I guess just experiences, you know, because that that was always the thing about mm-hmm. coming here. You know, I mean, when I used to live in Duluth, and um, I think it was uh, 1970, 73, 74, 75. That's what uh, was my favoriteest thing was to come up here. You know, because mm-hmm. we'd always get to do stuff, you know, like that, go hunting or mm-hmm. um, doing crazy things with all my cousins, you know. Mm-hmm. Going paddling, don't go fishing on this lake. Oh, yeah. No, I don't think, I don't think any. That's one thing I never did. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of suckers in the lake, right? Mm-hmm. I never had any... Uh, any any dish prepared with any suckers. Mm-hmm. That's one thing I've yet to do. The mabin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, I used to like them suckers off, off the lake here. They would boil them and fry them. Mm. And then, uh, what do you call that? Smoke them. Mm-hmm. That was, that was good. And that's the only thing, thing I, I ate was... Uh, suckers. That'd be a good demonstration. I don't know if, uh, let me see. Well, it wouldn't be cultural, what is it, traditional healing. 
I was thinking of Peyton, um, her program. I wonder if Squidge's program could do that. I mean, we could probably do it too, just under the the cultural thing. Maybe that's what we'll do. We'll we'll get a uh, a smoking uh, demonstration or uh, mm-hmm. somebody to show everybody how to smoke their fish. Yeah, if they could go, if somebody could go out on a lake here and get some namabin, mm-hmm. and there might even be, remember they get them little long skinny fish, what, were they in order? Yeah, pickerel. Yeah, pickerel. I wonder if, you know, I never ate, ate smoked pickerel or mm. just uh, namabin mm-hmm. suckers. Well, I remember, uh, what was it, we would give it to... Uh, um, Joe Belin. Mm-hmm. Who was he? He was married to Chosa. Ruth. Ruth Chosa. Yeah. Oh, Ruth Gizik. Okay. Yeah. So I remember. Um, I remember he would pick them up. We'd just go over there and whatever, uh, whatever. Um, well, what they, they call them over there, junk fish or whatever. Mm-hmm. Anything that wasn't uh, walleye or northern or. Mm-hmm. They would always take them over to Joe Belin, and then he would he would smoke them all up. Mm-hmm. And I remember this other older guy, a good uh, good member of the community over in Tower, uh, non-native in uh, Chico. Yeah, that name just popped into my head. But he would always have stuff like that. I remember uh, he would make some salsa and bring that over jar. He did bring it over in jars. And uh, smoked fish, you would always stop by when I worked at uh, the guest services over there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you would just come right up to the desk and say, hey, is George around? Mm-hmm. Oh, he's not here? Here, just put this on his uh, on his desk or put it in the fridge for him, you know. Mm-hmm. And he would just drop off fish. So that was always nice. You know, um, Don Chosa, the old man, Don. Yeah. He had a, a smoking fish uh He'd sell them on the roadside. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. He had a, a sign right on the road. It was just a cardboard sign or a wood sign. Mm-hmm. Nothing like a big business thing, but just yeah. something he did on uh, on his own, you know. I bet Don Don Jr. and hey, Joey yeah. Chosa would. Uh, hey, that's brothers. a good idea. Yeah, I bet they would. Uh, they must know how to. I'll uh, ask them. Because mm-hmm. that would be really, really good because I know there's a lot of, like I said, they call them over there, if they're not walleye, they just call them junk fish. Mm-hmm. You know, and you get a lot of those, uh, what do they call them, tulipy mm-hmm. and uh, white fish, I guess. Yeah. But um, the tulipy, I think, is is uh, one that people, I mean, I'm sure some people use them. I remember uh, when we first moved over there, I think it was in 2000. Two when uh, we started living over there, the house was built, and uh, that's when uh, my uh, nieces and nephews—they're they're pretty young—but uh, we'd have that whitefish or that tulipy, and then we would—they uh, just loved it, mm-hmm. you know. I would I would bake it, and uh, oh man, they would eat that up. I could, mm-hmm. I, I could. Uh, cook those all day long, and <laughs> I'm sure they would eat them all, you know. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah. Yeah. 
Um, I think we should break over okay. here, Alma. Yes. All right. Yep. We can uh, take a break here, and we're going to come back uh, probably in about 10 minutes. So if everybody just wants to go and freshen up their coffee or uh, grab a drink or a snack or something and come on back and join us, uh, we will back be back in a little bit. I'm going to try to set up a uh, playlist. I should have this ready every time we, we uh, have our show and... Now would be a good time. So we're going to play some uh, Neoshing songs and uh, some sidestep songs, and uh, we'll be right back in about 10 minutes. All right. So, yeah, you're, we're back, and uh, you're listening to KBFT 89.9 FM, uh, broadcasting at you from Net Lake, Minnesota, right here on the Net Lake School uh, campus. Uh, school building. So, what would you say? Uh, I'm trying. <laughs> Teacher is stuck. It's stuck in my mind. I don't know why. Why it's doing that? Asabi kine zagegening. Gikino ima. Gay gamig. So Net Lake School. That's how you would say that. So yeah, welcome back. And uh, this is uh, the, the uh, Karen Drift Anishinaabe Moen Radio Show. And I am your host, Mashkubanes. Um, and uh, we are, or we just got done with our break. And so we've got fresh coffee, uh, another cup of tea, and, uh, or uh, how would I say that? Nigi Miniqua Nibish. Another I drink tea. Oh I drink tea, okay. All right. So yeah. And uh Auntie's got more to share with you and uh I'm gonna turn it over to her. Did you wanna run over that uh that uh, word list again? Let's see. Just for this hour? Uh this one I here. Do? Oh yeah. We'll go back to this. Didasa Sama, you put the back, you put out tobacco. Didasa Sama. Then they have Didasa Sama. You could leave the A out or you'd leave it in. Didasa Sama. That's how I say it. And uh, if you want to, uh, this word list, you can go on to kbft. Org, or the quicker way would probably be on uh, Facebook. Go right on our Facebook page and we'll have this uh, attached to today's show. Na, money dug. Na, money dug. The grab is in Dalshig. The game in the goose, Emma. Negagi get a genes. Gonna wear the ma, Anishinaabeg. I said, look, spirits, please listen. I am giving you, I am giving tobacco. I am going to talk for a while. Take care of our people. If you wanted to make it, uh, a lot bigger or 
more sentences on your, you know, you could make uh, prayers of any kind, you know. Yeah, well, it's nice. It's nice that that uh, you guys prepared that and have it available. It's uh, you know, it's a, it's a start, you know, and like Auntie said, you can add things to it, you know, and uh, kind of build it up, and that'll get you more of a uh, more of a uh, rounded um, prayer going. So that's uh, like like when you put out tobacco. And that's kind of what you want to have in your mind as you're uh, putting it out. Yeah. Well, me and Perry share a lot of things. Oh, and uh, he's good at computers and stuff, and I'm not. And you know, and I'll ask. He'll do. He'll do like he did this. And then he gave me some, you know, copy. Then, you know, we kind of help each other out with uh, with things, you know. But that's good. I have him because he knows a lot about computers, and so does Anthony. He knows a lot about uh, drawing and artwork, and you know. And it's you know it's good to have somebody that knows. You know, in your family that, like, uh, you know, just, and pretty soon, you like, like, no, manidug, the gub isn't all she egg. Nigimi nigusema. Nigagi get, nigagi get a genes. Ganawanima away on the sh, it's she, don't say away. I added on that live here in the reservation. A biog is live. A biog. Shkunigan is a reservation. Like if you wanted to put uh, Net Lake, Net Lake reservation, you would put that lake reservation you got to remember how to say the reservation on the on the uh someone asks you on the way where are you from on the way in yeah Tower reservation. Oh, Shkunigan. Yeah. Okay. Onamini Zagiigan. Shkunigan. Shkunigan. That's what it should say out there when they put on the, they make their, uh, oh, yeah. their sign, you know. Yeah. That Lake Reservation, and, you know, and then they, they could just have like, uh, you know. Net Lake School, mm-hmm. or Net Lake School, or you know, but that would be good. A Shkunigan, people would know how to say a reservation. Shkunigan, and there's, I was gonna uh, give uh, Anthony some other bunch of prayers. How to how to say uh, 
prayers when you're eating, when you're praying for food, and then when you're praying for people that are sick, and just everyday prayer that I I usually do do this a lot. I in the morning sometimes, not every day, but I I say manedug. The men wind them. Omayan. I'm glad to be here. And you know, I'll say uh I'll say uh oh, how was that other one I say? The men wind them the modesty men nungum. The men wind them the modesty men nungum. I'm glad to be living today or to being busy, you know. Just the men wind them as I'm glad. I'm glad to be alive today or thank you spirits. There's just different ways you can put put makeup, you know, not makeup, but put prayers together. And there's prayers for the four directions. You can do them. Like um Wabanung morning. You can do a morning prayer, Wabanung. Jawanung, you could pray to the south. Wabanung. And then Giwedanung to the north, you could pray. You you could pray for because what what I was told that they have they have uh, one spirit sitting at each direction. And uh, like uh, the morning spirit, you know, and uh, or you could sometimes like these four directions: Wabanung, Jaunung, Digabi, and Them are four. Sometimes I'll just pray to the four winds. Niwin on down That means four niwin. Four winds are on down That means four winds. You know, like wind comes from the morning. You know, a wind south, north wind. You know, so there. You know, you can. Uh, you can pray to the to the winds, four winds. So there's so many different ways, you know, that I heard the old people praying, you know, like in uh like uh naming naming ceremonies. In healing ceremonies, they're they're not the same. They're different, you know. And uh, it's just, you know, that's just how. And then, uh, like, if you you uh, want to know more, you can always go ask uh, an elder 
And, uh, you know, if they're not, um, I'm sure they'll, they'll share what they know. But um, if you want more info or you need um, help uh, yourself or a family member, you can probably, um, you know, offer that tobacco and then they can guide you to a, to a uh, spiritual um, healer or a uh, just a, a medicine person and uh, you know there's uh, that function that's out there uh, that service <laughs> I guess you'd you'd kind of call it I mean they're not uh, they're not like a doctor on call or anything you know but um, they they uh, they do what they they do uh, you know, in their own communities, and then also the uh, when they're requested um, to help, and that's one of the things that is really, um, I guess, uh, kind of like. I mean, they're they're really helpful and and powerful, and I just want to stress that. Um, there's a lot to that way of healing. And uh, sometimes, you know, when we go to uh, today's medicine or Wimptagoji, um, Mushkiki, Indianese, um, it, it's, I notice now we all get these pills. Mushkiki, <laughs> son. Yeah, so we get a lot of... Uh, a lot of pills. Uh, I know just, you know, through the uh, issues that, I, that I've been through over the last uh, four or five months, four months or so, I know it's, uh, I think my pills uh, increased by two times, and I was already on, I think, like four or five medications, and now I take almost up to 12, you know, six in the morning and maybe six at night and uh but yeah a lot of this stuff i i you know you say to yourself well i should have took taken care of myself better or, you know been aware of all this but i'll tell you this i mean it's 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 hard you know especially when you you live on a reservation i mean there's there's not all that opportunity i mean when i was younger in my teens of course i you know i wanted to uh, do what I could to stay in shape and I, I did a lot of running and you know that's one of the things that I think has helped me when I got older but um, that's just part of uh, you know being um, having a, a having that youth you know you want to be as active as you can and get out there and hunt fish uh, gather just to be outside, you know, and I think that that was always a good thing. And um, so as long as we practice that, get out there, do what we need to do, give thanks, you know, uh, for being able to be out there, I, I think that's one of the things that uh, will carry uh, carry people through. But if they need help, you know, that's what your tobacco is for. You go out there and you you ask for that help, 
Yes. We do ka we do ka win. We do ka wishin. We do ka wishin. Okay. Help me. Mom. Yep. And so you go there. Like I said, the good place to start always is with your elder, and then uh, they can uh, refer you. You know, just <laughs> sounding like a. Wimtaguji, uh, yeah, yeah, like a get a referral, but yeah, they can point you in the right direction and uh, put you in touch with some of these uh, medicine people that are out there. And uh, granted, you know, there's a lot of uh, I don't know what you want to call it who's who's truly uh, an original or uh, chosen person it's like yeah. anything else you know these people are given mm-hmm. these uh everybody has a gift yeah everybody has a gift and so you know what what i i always kind of knew or was taught was that they, these people they were i mean medicine is something that uh you know each each healer um we already knew who they were and they've always been, and that's, I guess, maybe Creator's gift to us, mm-hmm. is to have these people among us. So, um, they're there, and uh, if you can reach out with your tobacco, it'll it'll lead you to some uh, better understanding, you know, of uh, the total, I guess, the totalness of uh, living healthy. And then, especially the Indian way of life. Mm-hmm. But I, I have a little story here about when my, when uh, my husband Shahjao Nagishika started getting sick. Uh, there was nobody around here then that you could well gene, but uh, uh, nobody to go to. Like they didn't have no strong medicine men here. Uh, so we we went out we went out we went out, out to Canada to uh, go see this medicine man. He, we heard he was really good, and me and Lester and Daylene and I think Larissa, we all went got and we went to Canada and. And uh, we went seeing this medicine man, and right away, uh, well, we told him that Lester had subkeshi napinewin, spider disease. That's what they call cancer in Indian, subkeshi napinewin. Well, anyway, but we told him he has a appointment in Mayo Clinic uh, within maybe four days. So that medicine man told us, well, keep this, keep your appointment, go to that after I see you. So he doctored him and and he, uh, they used bones to doctor and he had him laying on that table, on that on the floor. He didn't lay on the table. He laid on the floor on a red blanket. And he got like a, a, a pink, that bowl was pink, and it was white, and inside it filled with clear water. 
nice clear water, and he had it laying beside him on a, on a floor, Michisug. That's a floor, Michisug. And uh, when he was laying there, he was doctoring with them bones. And when he'd, when he'd get that, that bone, he'd put it in that white water, that white, that yellow bowl with white water, really nice, clear, clear, clean water. And by the time he got done with him, that water, clear water, had all a bunch of black soot in that water, mm -hmm. like little black dots floating around in that water. Was it kind of like uh, shiny? Like it was no. almost metal? No. no. It was just like soot, like black soot. Mm, okay. And, uh, well, then, what what I, you, uh, when a medicine man does healing for you, he, after he gets done with the healing, he goes out into the woods and he just throws up. But... He couldn't make it to the woods. He went ru running right to the bathroom and start throwing up. And that's getting, you know. And after he got done with his healing, he, um, I asked Lester, are you, he said he was hurting when he went in. And when he got out and went, while that guy was uh, in the bathroom, she could go away. He was puking. I asked Lester, I said, are you hurting yet? Are you hurting? He said, no. He said, I feel good. It don't even hurt. So we got done and the, uh, there was uh, some other people that were, that this must have just got done for healing. And Lester's turn, and there was some behind us. So there must have been three people that were there for healing. And um, we had to wait around to see, to see. And then there was kind of a, I think, now no, that was my granddaughter. I don't know, can't remember which, if it was daily. They were only like 11, 12. Mm-hmm. I laughed at him anyway. They say, hurry up. Tell that guy to hurry up with his prescription. <laughs> <laughs> but when he got done, he told Lester he gave him some medicine in a bottle yeah. to boil. He said, uh, boil it in your lake water. He said, and then drink this then before you go to the clinic. Yeah. But he said... I got all the ca uh, the subcashing up and they went. Mm -hmm. I got it all. Yeah. But go anyway. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're going to be okay, he told him. So we went and, and we went to Mayo and he they said, you got to come right away. We'll, no, we can't. Can we come tomorrow and we'll do the surgery? So we come home and... 
we um, went right back, and the next day they they did that surgery right away. Uh-huh. And they told them we're only going to take half of your lung, but they ended up taking the whole lung and then three ribs. Mm. That's how much it. But he had a hell hard time suffering, and uh, but uh, when they got done. They took out his lung and his ribs, and they told they told him they took they got all the cancer, and uh, but you know that's that's they say there's there's different medicine men that deal with different things. You know? Yeah, the way the way I I see it and. Uh, you know, it, it's it's vast. You know, like it's it's uh, probably beyond. Just like the stars, I would probably think. You know, like everything that that uh, a medicine person would would need to know. Um, but the, and that's why they they specialized. You know, like there's they they were given a gift for a certain healing. You know, or whatever it is that that they do. Um, it's not like you just go to <laughs> go and learn these things, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you learn more about it, but um, it, but they're really powerful when it comes to what they were given and what 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 part of it that their their uh, their gift mm-hmm. relates to. You know, whether it's your heart or whether it's your um, your you know things that affect your skin or mm-hmm. things that you know cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, the way I always looked at it is like it. it well, it, it's like a big circle or a big round thing, and you know you have them four directions, mm-hmm. and then there there's different uh, teachings that go with each of those yeah. and mm-hmm. uh, colors, and yeah. uh, so a lot of, a lot of that also relates to your body, mm-hmm. and so I don't I'm not knowledgeable about all that, but Certain areas, like in uh, the north, the east, and then those areas relate to things like your eyes, mm-hmm. you know, maybe your mouth, yeah. your ears, and then your other parts of your body in these different, uh, I guess you call them quadrants. Uh, and so they're given certain areas that, that they're really gifted for mm-hmm. and so you go to a a person that that knows how to treat cancer mm-hmm. or you go to a person that knows how to treat heart disease mm-hmm. or they might have been given the gift for both yeah mm-hmm. so that's the thing about it you know and um i, I know that they uh one of the things like i said is it's so vast you know there's songs that that they're given and uh, some of them, I mean, the the human mind is only is only um, capable of of certain things. There's limits there, and I think that's why they're given these as gifts. You know, mm-hmm. that they're uh, they know these things, and they 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 practice within that limit of their gift. And so it's not like they can heal everything, mm-hmm. and that's why you got to ask. You got to use that tobacco. 
and also that's why I would think that a lot of their uh, their medicines are only related to the person themselves. You know, like it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. You don't just go and get this medication or this plant or this mm-hmm. thing or do it in this way because it's not going to work mm-hmm. for everybody. Yeah. I know that I, I have a medicine for um, for when your eczema or what is that when you have skin problems. Yeah. Yeah, I... I had a dream about that, and my granddaughter, she never, she still don't have, uh, I gave it to her when she was 12, I think, and she had really bad, oh, she was suffering her, the folds of her arms, the folds of her legs, her neck even, mm-hmm. she would, you know, just itch. And that medicine was given to me, so I made it for her. And I put it on her. Her skin healed. She didn't have no problem all the rest of her life. Well, she's she's 30. No, I think she's 25 or 26 now, and she's... Still won't have no, uh, now her little boy has it. He's two years old. I went to see him yesterday. My son Mark took me to visit in Hibbing and how I seen his little skin. He's just like how she was. So I'm going to ask, uh, Bejan to go. I showed him where to go get that medicine because I needed some last year, mm-hmm. so he's gonna take me. He's gonna take me to go. I mean, I'm gonna ask him, give him tobacco, and go get me a branch yeah. so I can make my little grand, great grandson that medicine. Yeah, and there's you know, there's just like say if I I have medicine, then. Then that woman and them two daughters that came yesterday, yeah, they had a problem. They won, and I'm really strong in dreams. Mm-hmm. So I, I could give, like I gave you my medicine, how to make that cedar, mm-hmm. and I gave it to you. Because, you know, we don't know how long I'm going to be around. So I give you that medicine to keep and Mm -hmm. make it and do it. And then I give her, she's a relative. So I gave her my medicine on dreams. And I told her, don't forget what I did here. I said, don't forget anything, everything, because her two daughters were watching. I said, then, I said, I give this to you so you can teach or you can, you can use that. I said, I got it from my mother-in-law. She gave me this medicine. So I gave it to her to do. I gave it to my kids. 
because I could give it. And now, uh, but you know that's what what you can do you if you have a medicine. Like you can have a little ceremony and and that's what I did when I gave you that medicine. I I told him I gave it to you and you can use it whenever you you need to. Mm-hmm. Like that cedars for headaches. You know if you, anybody has them. Yeah. Just put it on a rock and burn it and then whiff it up. Mm-hmm. That'll get rid of your headache. And I guess that's the thing, too, because I always hear people, you know, that want to know what exactly the plant is or how to find it or, you know, but that would be maybe, I don't know if I'm saying if this would be right, but maybe only half of it mm-hmm. that has the healing, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. because wouldn't you have to have a... Uh, a healer talk for it, you know, to, to let that, that plant or that spirit of that whatever is in there to to know or introduce the person that needs it and explain how it, you know. Well, that when you do a ceremony, like when you give somebody some, you know, give them your medicine that you know, mm-hmm. and uh, you're telling the spirits what you did. Mm-hmm. And who you gave it to, you tell them their Indian name. And um, and that's all I do. I, you know. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's what I'm, I'm talking. You would need somebody to explain it. And that's mm-hmm. another good reason to yeah. learn your language. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like Gene Goodsky, he, he gave me and Lester that goggy gay bug because... When Lester had his first heart attack, Gene made him some Magogagay bug, and he went and showed us out right where to pick it and how it looks. And then uh, he gave that to us where he made the first batch, and then we had to make the second batch for Lester that time. (laughs) So we went and found some in uh, Farmer John's Road there. It grows on the south side of a big pine tree, one of them big. And it's like a silver, silver, uh, almost shiny, no, dark green, shiny leaves. And you gotta pick them way from the root. Mm-hmm. And I was showing Carlene and Don how to, we were out there picking. But when Don was picking, I could hear snap. He was letting it pick it before. No, I said, you got to pick it. Dig as far down as you can to the end of the root. And then sometimes that root would be oh, about that long. Mm-hmm. And then when you dig so far, you could just pull. And it would just pull out and come out. And that was the most powerful thing of the medicine is the root. Yeah, and you know what's uh, amazing about that? Is there, if they use dig underground, I mean, it, it's there's so many roots that are mm-hmm. that are down there. Yeah. And they're all connected. Mm-hmm. And then this one, I said, dig deeper. I said, then after you dig so deep, it'll just pull, you'll just pull it out by yourself. And mm-hmm. 
and there was like two of them roots where they were they were so long and that 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 what uh, heals heals you is uh, the root yeah and uh you know i I would think that or I would encourage people you know to to uh get their language and uh that way they would they're gonna understand that and they can mm-hmm. if they're so inclined, maybe they have gifts that they don't know, yeah, there's a lot of them out Indians out there that mm-hmm. don't know have they or they don't know about dreams, yeah, you know they when they dream mm-hmm. like. Like I told, I told, uh, I told them people about about dreams. That's uh, you know, that's what I I value most in my is my dreams. And I was telling them about dreaming of silver and gold, and that that's a good dream, you know. Pete knows that already because he has the same kind of dreams. Mm-hmm. He dreams of good things and then they come true. And, uh, and that's what I was telling them, some ladies. I said, you know, your life is a balance. I said, if you uh, say if one thing happens, they just happen like this, just I said, then your life is out of balance. Because she said, oh, my car broke down. After that, my refrigerator went. I don't know, something else happened. I said, well, your life is all out of balance. I said, but it'll go back in place. It'll come to even again. Then for a while, long time, it'll be okay. Then it'll go off again, I said. I said, there's a lot of... A lot of things I said you you can do about about when you're having a hard time, you know, like say you're gonna get a divorce or you know you're you're sick, someone's sick. I said you gotta think about think about that. I said get you know talk to somebody, talk talk talk. That's all I said. Well, that that's one of the things that I was told. Like I said, was to to talk. Mm-hmm. Don't hold share your it. share your your mm-hmm. story. Yeah, and how you feel. Mm-hmm. Don't don't hold it in. And if you don't want to talk, I said write it down on a paper. Oh, yeah, that helps. Mm-hmm. And then read it, hide it, read it, then burn it later. Mm-hmm. Get a match and then set it on fire. Yeah. And I said, there's a lot of ways to. Uh, Especially how Indians used to, you know, how in now they used to go to uh, their their Kiwi. Uh, that's what person that named you. Mm-hmm. And then these ladies that came to see me, I I gave all of them an Indian name. So that's why they they called me and said, "Are you going to be busy this evening?" Mm-hmm. No, I'm not busy. I said, just come anytime. And we'll be over at 4.30. So there they were, you know. And that's what I told them. That's, it's something like uh, the Wemtiguji way where they say, oh, that's my godmother or, you know. Yeah. 
in that same way you saw Niwe. Mm-hmm. Or, but anybody can go to an elder, you know, and speak. Mm-hmm. And that's what that old, that old native uh, report says. Remember, call an elder. Oh, yeah. They've been waiting for your call. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Arnie. No, yeah. So, already, Midaswe Ashibejik, Midaswe Nana Medina Ashiniswe. Uh huh. 1158. Yeah. Nawakwe. Yeah. Gigago Nawakwe. Nawakwe, the Baiganeg. So, yeah, we are at the end of the hour and uh, the end of the uh, Karen Drift Anishinaabe Moen language. Radio show. So, miigwech bizindawieg. Gigawabamin na niwen gishugat. So Thursday. Thursday. Thursday, the fourth day. So, yep. You guys all take care. Ayan minogishugat. Have a good day. Aho. For more content from KBFT 89.9 FM Boyceford. Tribal Community Radio, view your local podcast directory, or visit our website at www.kbft.org.